Namaste and welcome to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken with your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Our topic today in the Goddess Lessons is Lakshmi, the goddess of beauty, wealth, and all auspiciousness. This is Monica Panaconda from the Divine Lineage Healing Center. And we're going to talk about Lakshmi today and meditate on Lakshmi. Lakshmi, who is Lakshmi? The goddess who brings all beauty and harmony and compassion and intoxicating bliss of the sweetness of the divine. She is the wish-fulfilling goddess. She is the manifester, the one who transforms dreams into reality. She blesses both worldly enjoyment and spiritual liberation. With me today is Dr. Cindy Lindsay Real, healer and psychologist. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you, Monica. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say about the goddess Lakshmi. Well, um, just one day ago, I didn't know what I had to say about the goddess Lakshmi. <laughs> I was really struggling with that. In my healing room, I have maybe 20, 30 depictions of the Divine Mother in various forms. And I'm very close to Mother Mary and Durga is very, it's very close to my heart. But Lakshmi, I had never really prayed to or developed a relationship with. And here I was supposed to be talking on Lakshmi. And I was really super struggling with that. I had an intellectual understanding, <laughs> which didn't feel like it was serving me very well in being able to talk about her. And as I tried to work with it, I was struggling and I was getting nowhere. And then my computer froze up and then my Skype, which I count on to do my clients at, at a distance, froze up. And At some point, I just had to give up. I, I mean, I, I just had to say, look, I don't I, I don't know her and everything's blocking right now. I can't even look up things on my computer. It's all frozen. So I just gave up, honestly. <laughs> and I went to go watch my Netflix. And uh, I tend to like British uh, sci-fi. So I was watching this British sci-fi show and they said something. I, it wasn't even a particularly profound statement. I don't even remember what it was. But somehow it started to touch me, whatever they said. And all of a sudden, I felt like my heart burst open. It was an intense feeling of all over love. And my eyes were welling up with tears. And those kind of tears you, when something really touches you that it's really so beautiful. And I knew this was her. I knew this was her trying to tell me, trying to show me, giving me the experience, not just this intellectual knowledge of who she is, but a, a real experience of her energy. And it was like, I, I, it's hard to say what it was. I could feel the beauty of her. I could feel the love of her for sure. But I could also feel the beauty that is her. Like that feeling that you get when you're watching the most exquisite sunset and everything inside of you just melts into that beauty and you're just one with it in that moment. It was like that times a hundred. It was really 
quite beautiful. And then, then a knowing started flowing through my head, things that I could say about her, how I did know her, how I could feel her in me, even in that moment. And she reminded me of times when I had embodied her in my own life and times when I had missed that opportunity to embody her. But, it, but all of those were okay. All this turmoil I had been in half an hour earlier with my computer not working and I didn't know what I was going to say and who the heck is Lakshmi, I don't really know. All that frustration, all that unworthiness, all that, uh, you know, frantically trying to fix things or know something, it was all gone in that moment. I was just in this state of bliss with her. And she started sort of talking to me in a way, you know, like there was this idea in my head, and this may have been what they said in the in the TV show was, is my life happy, you know? So this idea came in my head of, you know, what does it mean to have a happy life? What what does that mean? And is that a spiritual thing? Is that a spiritual life to have a happy life? And what I could feel from her was that so much of spirituality, you know, is trying to get past the illusion, but a manifesting goddess is bringing spirituality into the illusion. She's manifesting the highest divine possibilities to make this illusion a heaven, to bring heaven to earth. You know, I could feel that that was the point of a happy life, that if we walked in every moment from that happiness, from that joy, from that love, from that beauty, that we would be manifesting this world as a kind of heaven. And I thought, that's the thought of Mother Teresa's statement. I don't know if you've heard this one, Monica, but she said, not all of us can do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. That came very strongly through me, and I thought, yeah, you know, that's it. That's it. Cindy, thank you for sharing that beautiful experience that brings the mother's energy very alive for us which is really what we want. We want to come to understand her energy and to experience it directly for ourselves because it isn't a philosophical discussion. It's very much a personal experience, and that's what we want. We want that connection with her. And, you know, it's a little challenging in some ways to, to br- break out all these aspects of the mother specifically because really the mother is one energy, but she manifests as different forms of that energy to do different functions in the world. So most of the time, we're just we're really thinking of her as just the universal mother, the divine mother. And then when we study her different aspects, then we can kind of see more of her particular functions and how she's operating in our life. So Lakshmi is like that too, even if we're not thinking of where we're, you know, mostly... Uh, connecting to Durga or Kali or Mother Mary. But Lakshmi is that aspect of the mother that's, that brings beauty and love and harmony and bliss and success and romantic attraction and children and, and all of the beautiful things of life. You know, if she was absent from life, then you would really understand what she brings. If we had no beauty and 
no fragrance. And if the sun's, you know, the sun in the sky and the beautiful trees and, and all of the great enjoyments of life, if they weren't there, this, this, this life would be just, you can't even describe how it would be. It would be horrible. And that's really what Lakshmi brings all of those things to make our life filled with really, like you were saying, happiness and, and satisfaction and joy. All of those things is what she's bringing. And we need those things in our life. We need both, she brings both worldly enjoyments and spiritual enjoyments because both are necessary. We're living in, in the world of the five elements and, and the physical embodiment. So those things are important. Food is important. Nourishment, being able to breathe clean air and drink pure water and to listen to beautiful music and to see uh, you know, the sunset. All of those things are manifestations of the mother, Lakshmi, of her beauty and her really her auspiciousness. Another word for Lakshmi is Shri, which means auspiciousness. Everything in life that is auspicious is what Lakshmi brings. The greatness of when life I, and the goodness of life. When I think about, you know, what's the point of even being in a body in the world? At the spiritual level, it's so that we can find our way back to the divine, so that we aren't deluded by this illusion. And Lakshmi really helps us find that. But beyond that, she helps us create that in the world. She is the Shri. She is this. She is that energy, which is the divine inside this manifest illusion, inside this play of karmas, inside this play of our desires and our needs and our things that are going on in our lives, there is still a divine within it. And that's even the point of being here, is to find that divine. And she is that divine energy. And she also helps us know how to embody that and create it in the world. Yes, exactly. If we know the story, actually, of her, of her creation, that gives us a little bit more of a clue about who she is. Mm -hmm. The story of her first coming into the world, of manifesting, the first manifestation is herself, really, out of this <laughs> milky ocean, you know, in the, in, the, in the creation story. She comes out, that's a long story, but, you know, her point of the story when she comes in is she comes out of this milky ocean, which really represents the cosmic womb, the cosmic mother's womb, and, and she comes out and she is the most glorious, beautiful woman of, you know, just incredible beauty and coming up in radiance and coming up out of this milky ocean and is on a, a lotus. And out of her hands, she has four arms. She, she's showering one palm, she's showering wealth, and another palm, she has a vessel with grain, and she's one hand, she's bestowing grace, <clears throat> and another hand, she's bestowing fearlessness. And she's also coming out with these four things, the wish-fulfilling tree, the wish-fulfilling cow, the wish-fulfilling gem. It's like all of the things to 
bring pleasure to the world, bring bring that beauty to the world. She's arming herself with that, and 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 then she goes and she becomes the she's the consort of Vishnu, who is one aspect of the creator, and in that she's defining her role as wife, as partner, as consort, and. That's a very important part of understanding the role of Lakshmi in the world. She is that aspect of woman, of that divine feminine who is there supporting relationships, you know, both husband and friendships and, and all relationships in society, but also children. And she embodies that, that aspect of the feminine who is that who is the one who takes care of the home and creates beauty and gives nourishment and sustenance and harmony and values, you know, true values to the children and, and is also the, um, the energy, the Shakti to the man, which is the same with Vishnu. Without Lakshmi's Shakti, her divine power, Vishnu is powerless. He can only create when he has that woman with him, when he has a woman like Shakti. And that is something that she shows us in, really, in the role of woman as wife and mother. And it's this incredible balancing in that story there when we look at the masculine aspect Vishnu and the feminine aspect, aspect Lakshmi, that he, the way, one way of understanding Vishnu is to think of him as the one who operates the play of karma and the illusion. That he's the one playing the tricks on us in some way, that, that through him is, is everything that we need to learn is hitting on us as, as these sort of weird experiences we're trying to get through. All the difficulties in our lives that we're trying to move through and come to a higher place and are in, in essence operated by Vishnu. And here his wife is the one who brings forward the blessing cow and the blessing tree and, and the blessing stone. And she herself is this exquisite blessing manifesting fertility goddess of, of huge love. You know, it's like, okay, here's the problem. Here's the solution. You know, here's the, here's this conundrum your soul has been placed in. You have karma. You're going to have to face it. You're going to have to find your way through it. And here's your solution to doing that. Embody these qualities. Be these divine energies. Meet it from a new place. And that creates something new. It's almost as if Vishnu, you said, you know, that Vishnu can't create without her. He's just operating the play. He's not making it a new play. She's making it a new play. Our embodiment of her makes this play differently in our lives. Yes, and the embodiment of, of Shakti, the embodiment of women, you know, their ability really to create, like to create children, to sustain them, and to also create this order. I mean, Lakshmi is the one who, she creates order in the home and in the society. It's really, she is creating a dharmic society. You know, all of the things that are necessary to create truly 
a dharmic and noble life here on this planet and that with that social order that she brings through the role of, of uh, motherhood, through the role of a, of, of a wife, that in fact she is the one that creates this world and in terms of, of uh, the society, creating the right society, creating the right values, creating the beauty and the harmony and the order where really a divine life or as you were talking about a heavenly life can exist and she's the one who shows us that but, and she shows us that in in a, in also in a, in human women which is really important to see that you know and to appreciate how important that role is in the maintaining of a really a righteous society well, and it's interesting, you know, that certainly we can see how maintaining a beautiful home and raising divine children and a, and putting high values into our life, into our families and our, to our homes, we can really see how that does change the world. Every generation is absolutely influenced by what energy their parents held and what energy their mother in particular brought to them and gave to them. I have so many people in my healing practice where, that didn't have beautiful, amazing, divine mothers that in fact had very difficult experiences in childhood. And it, it, that makes one kind of world. And what makes another kind of world is to have a mother that can be purely loving, that can come from these high experiences of walking into everyday life, into the small things, the great love of the universe into each moment and, and see that in each of her children. That's, that's a huge intervention on the creation. Exactly. And that is the, the, um, the, what we need in the future for all women to recognize that, to really help bring those qualities those divine qualities of motherhood and partnership, sacred partnership to the world. And it is really through Lakshmi that we can understand that. We can understand her role in creating that. And we see that energy moving through all women. And the more that, of course, we come in touch with that, the greater it is for the women themselves and all the women around. What an incredible influence she has on all of them. And it, we do have natural manifestation timings in our own bodies as women. Uh, when we are having conception or gestation, pregnancy, and birthing, we are actually in a manifestation experience, a miraculous manifestation experience. And through embodying those same high qualities and receiving divine energies into us in those particular miracle timings of, our, of the manifestations in our own bodies, we can bring huge divine energy to the child, especially when it's in the womb, when, when the woman's energy, when that divine feminine energy is connected to this new creation of this child in the womb, then huge amounts of divine energy can be given to the child so that the child comes out with beautiful, radiant, divine qualities and the ability to meet the illusion in a different way. So it's an important understanding that we too are manifestors. 
and that we need to use those particular manifestation times to recreate our children and recreate the world through our children. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, really, this this idea of uh, right, Lakshmi is the manifester of all of our desires. She is the one who, whatever, when we ask her for something and boons or blessings, she's the one who who gives all of that. And to understand the creative power of a woman, you know, she has the highest creative power. She can create a baby in her womb, which is that is the most, uh, the highest power to be able to create another soul in, inside of you. And this, you know, to, for women to understand this power that they have, that will not only affect the, you know, the consciousness of their child, the consciousness and happiness of their child, but how much she can change the entire world by bringing in souls like that. And, um, you know, to really, this is this is the Shakti power inside of women that I feel Lakshmi is trying really to get us to understand. You know, just as she creates this incredible beauty and home to make her family thrive, you know, it that is what a woman does on this planet. And, you know, having women understand that will really help to change the consciousness in the world. And I, we should say that at Divine Lineage, we do have um, some information on, how, on what kind of practices that you can do to really bring huge amounts of di- divine energy if you are pregnant, to bring divine energy mm-hmm. to your child. We also have practices at conception and during gestation that also can bring huge amounts of divine energy to your child. So if you're really, if you're planning to have a child, if you're pregnant in the moment, please um, visit our website um, at www.divinelineage.org and take a look at that information because this this is how we embody Lakshmi's power of creation, creation from the beauty, creation that makes this earth a heaven. But you know, Monica, in addition to that, a lot of women are now in the workplace. They aren't just in their homes. Um, well, although I wouldn't call the home not a workplace, I have to say. <laughs> In my own experience, there's plenty of work to be done there. But uh, they do go into established workplaces. And as a psychologist, one of the things I studied was how women change their sense of themselves and their roles and so on to enter into what had been primarily a masculine domain at that period of time. And whether they could bring different a different set of values to the workplace or whether they would just end up trying to conform themselves to the existing set of values that were there. And I, I think we're still in that struggle at the workplace level of how to bring these divine feminine qualities of truth, of harmony, of love, of beauty into an established workplace. What's your sense of that, Monica? You know, that's, it's an interesting question because, um, you know, we can see as a, the progression of the feminist movement, really the, the awakening of, of women to beginning to understand, 
you know, more of their power. But unfortunately, what's happened is, is that a lot of times women feel pressured to be more like men, to succeed in that world. And that's actually something that then we're cutting off the most powerful parts of ourselves, which, you know, is this other aspect is that, you know, women have the capability of manifesting through because they have this extraordinary power called its womb chakra power. And, you know, that when she really, her heart is really open and, and when she, uh, you know, is, she feels that freedom and safeness, that a lot of things can happen. You know, she can manifest, she can bring things into being in her own way, a woman's way, which is different than a man's way. And it's, and we need both. And for a woman to be able to, you know, now find, have, find that in the workplace and not to lose their sense of divine, of the divine feminine inside of them. Uh, and, you know, to become more masculine or more, you know, more logical or, 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 you know, demonstrate some aspects of, you know, whether it's uh, being more forceful or like that, you know, how do we bring, to bring out, to have the environment where really the, the Shakti power, the divine feminine power has a place to express itself and create. And it's a different way of, of bringing things into creation. And we need that. Well, we have to remember that Vishnu can't create without her, without Lakshmi. And that there is a corollary to that in this world and that we have to come with the divine feminine energy intact because that is the creation mechanism, as you were saying. And I remember doing reading the studies on this early on. It's been quite a while since I was, uh, was doing that kind of work. But I remember reading the studies that show that women come up with more creative ideas than men. That when they're in work groups, that they express more harmony in the work group, that the work group is much more satisfied when, with that harmony that, that's there when women are in the, work, in the work group. And that those work groups also come up with more creative ideas, out-of-the-box kind of thinking. So there is already something that women are bringing, but we, we, we just want to encourage them to absolutely think on this, that it, you're not doing yourself or your workplace any service by, by taking on the roles, the old roles that were already there, that you're really bringing a diversity there that's absolutely needed to create, to move beyond where the current system is. I love that you brought that up about uh, the studies that have gone on because it's it's very interesting. They find when women get together in groups, and as long as you have some women in the groups, that that changes the dynamic. And because women are have that creative power and that intuition, they they approach problem solving in a very different way. And usually, it's much more collaborative and um, intuitive. You know, and yet, so we need that, and we need that power, that ability to be supported and to be nourished and to work side by side with the male power, the male expression of power. Because when we have both of them there, it's like, it's like we're, you know, we brought up Vishnu. Without Lakshmi, he's lifeless. 
and understanding that, wow, women, maybe their power doesn't look like, you know, doesn't, it's not um, expressed in the outer world as uh, in the same way as a man, but that in fact, it has extraordinary potency and that we need to, uh, you know, we need to support and recognize and we need that added to help with all of the problems in the world. Well, so this might be a good time to talk about winning the mother's heart and what we all have to do, men and women alike, have to do in order to connect into the heart of the mother, in order to have the kind of energy inside of us that we can stand in those states of beauty and harmony and love. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Monica? Yeah. Uh, and, and before we jump into that, I'd like to talk a little bit about how, you know, what Lakshmi has a, she's called fickle sometimes, that's mm. what, you know, and, and why is that? It means we know that, for example, wealth, you know, oh, wealth comes and goes. We know that. Mm-hmm. And, and that is really Lakshmi comes and goes. So what is it that makes her go? You know, what is it that she doesn't mm. like that, that turns her away? And we can say that's also a part of understanding her heart because she doesn't come when there's harshness and pride and arrogance and brutality. And she doesn't come when women are not respected and women are not uh, recognized as as divine, the divine aspect, and seeing them as really an expression of the divine mother, for example. And, mm-hmm. you know, when, when women are degraded and when, and when there is this kind of atmosphere when, when you know, plundering or, or waste or, you know, not valuing, having true value for things, you know, just like hoarding things and so on. All those kinds of qualities are things that drive her away. And she just leaves, you know, whereas Durga, we know Durga will fight and, and challenge that <laughs> situation. <laughs> but Lakshmi just leaves, you know, because the, the, the environment doesn't have enough heart there, you know, true heart. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how do we we have to understand the mother's heart and then we, we automatically, uh, automatically we, we bring her energy close to us and her blessing close to us. So, you know, the, the qualities of um, kindness and compassion, sharing, you know, uh, service, all of the beautiful divine qualities of a human being positive qualities of a human being. She helps to nourish those. And she also, those are the things that attract her, cleanliness and order and, you know, uh, and self-respect, for example, you know, dressing oneself in a beautiful way and, and all of those things attract her energy. And, and conversely, we do things that are not that, then we do not win her heart. And she she turns she just goes you know her blessings go and our fortunes change and she is the the goddess of all good fortune and when we have good fortune it means we have her blessing with us whether it's material or spiritual because she rules both you know just because maybe someone on the outside has has lives a very simple life doesn't mean they don't have Lakshmi's blessing. They have, they could have a tremendous spiritual wealth and blessings. 
And having a simple life is actually a way for them to uh, realize that and focus on that. So either way, you know, but her, but turning away from her, the things that the mother's heart, really, you know, doing things that uh, hurt the mother's heart. And the other, you know, anytime we hurt a woman's heart, mm. especially for, especially for a man, um, that the dynamics of the Shiva Shakti energy is such that when a man uh, hurts a woman's heart and doesn't take care of a woman's heart, understands a woman's heart, basically understands a woman's heart, then he can't understand the Divine Mother's heart because there is, she is also an embodiment. Each woman is a special embodiment of the Divine Mother. And what she's feeling, she's manifesting in a way. What's the quote? Uh, uh, Fortunes have been won and lost on the basis of a woman's love and tears. Mm -hmm. Or kingdoms have been won and lost on the basis Mm -hmm. of a woman's love and tears. And that's not that she's such a shrew that she's, you know, her tears, she makes you lose your kingdom. It's it's that what she puts in her, she is a manifesting machine. That we do embody that manifestation energy. And what she's feeling, what she's thinking, what the energies that are running through her become her manifestations. If she's honored, if she's cared for, if she's loved, then her manifestations reflect that. And if she's abused or, or discarded or made to cry, then her manifestations reflect that. And it's not a, it's not that she's being, uh, you know, wanting to hurt or to harm. There's, that's not the issue. It's that, this she is a manifestation energy she is carrying that energy and what comes into her is what becomes manifest forward into the world and we really need to pay attention to that because we really need to feed and nourish and care for one another in a way that feeds and nourishes and cares for our manifestations I love that to talk about the woman's manifestation power. Really, that's her. Uh, that's that womb chakra power, which mm-hmm. every every woman has that because she's born with the ability to give birth, whether she does or not. But that special chakra that she has, it's it's an energy center, and that energy center, when she's happy. And when also when she does different spiritual practices, it makes it very powerful and bright and very, she becomes really like a, a Lakshmi to the world, really what she's, mm-hmm. what she thinks about, what, you know, what she's, what her consciousness is on. She begins to manifest that very easily. And, uh, it happens spontaneously. And because, you know, the, she's part of nature as, as, as a woman, she is nature. And when men understand that, they know that they have this incredible uh, ally, energetic ally, actually, That's that even though it may look very, you know, maybe a very delicate, delicate, quiet woman, she has that Shakti power given to her by her womb chakra. And um, when a man understands that, I mean, we do understand that a little bit because we, you know, how many times has it been said, you know, behind every man, behind every powerful man is a woman. Mm-hmm. And this is just, 
this is this is you know this is folk knowledge, but it's true and uh, it is exactly that when when the woman is happy in her home, then Lakshmi is there and good fortune. So all good fortune is there, and it is the, she's the one who her power, her support, her energetic support, her love brings helps the man also to fulfill his dreams, to realize his dreams, not just her dreams, but his dreams, by just having her support, energetic support with him. And so the more that that we come to know this very ancient secret, this is not a new idea. This, mm-hmm. the ancients under, understood this, you know, the ancient sages, they were all married and they all, uh, they, understood it it was two you know and and uh the man's power and the woman's power both together were uh incredible creators if there was that love and and respect and and really equalism you know to uh, it's mm-hmm. really like the value of a of a woman and that's something that that really we need to bring the awareness about today because when when we, you know, when women, so many women around the world are really, uh, it's just terrible things happening to women around the world. Yes. And and those are the things that we need to raise the awareness about because this isn't just hurting those women. There is no society that will succeed when women are treated that way. It's just the way it is. Well, and even the Dalai Lama is is on this quest right now, really talking about the qualities of the divine feminine and how we need them in this world, the qualities of compassion, the qualities of love, and that if you're mistreating the women in the society, that you are really just damaging your society inexorably at some level unless you can switch that, unless you can change that around. So we're not the only ones on this bandwagon, which makes me very happy because for sure the world needs to shift and change in this regard. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. It'll be a much more uh, it'll be a much more loving and happy world when the women are happy. It's like when you know a woman is happy in the home, and the whole family is happy. And conversely, when she is unhappy, so is the family. And when the women in society are happy, and then uh, our societies will be successful and and prosperous, because we know that Lakshmi won't come in that kind of environment. She she won't come, and all of our good fortune without her, there is no good fortune. She is the the manifestor of all good fortune and auspiciousness. So there's you you can't bypass that you know if you have if you don't have her grace you don't have her blessings then you don't have that and no matter how great you may be today you can lose that tomorrow and we've seen that with you know mm-hmm. empires that have been won and lost and uh, that's why we need to understand her more and understand how to uh, win her heart win the mother's heart, win women's hearts. And when we do, then we start entering into a true kind of manifestation. You know, there are a lot of people who need money. They need food. They need 
They have basic human needs. And who wants to listen to spirituality if you're hungry? You know, um, Mm -hmm. these things do need to be manifested into the world in order for people to turn to the spiritual. Uh, But there's also a set of the world that is trying to manifest wealth out of greed, trying Mm -hmm. to manifest fame out of ego. Um, trying to manifest beauty out of unworthiness. You know, there is, there are these lower desires, if I could call them, you know, that are fueling what people are trying to manifest in the world. And when we manifest from those lower desires in us, when we're, when we're going for wealth because we have greed running in us, for example, let's use that one, then what are we really manifesting? We're not using Lakshmi's energy because Lakshmi is is certainly not going to be present with you if you have that greed kind of energy running inside of you. What you're manifesting is actions into the illusion, actions that create karma, actions that create negative karma in this regard. And so we hear all these stories of people who out of their greed are creating wealth and then they have these horrible lives and then they, you know, it looks for a while like everything's going well and then, then mm-hmm. it comes back on them in some way. There, it's, we're either playing the game with Vishnu, uh, which is a karmic game of what you do, you receive back. Or you're playing the game with Lakshmi, which is who you are, you are creating. And from her point of view, she won't be with you unless you're creating from that divine self. So we're either playing the divine manifestation game or playing the endless karmic cycle game. Right. And really, the if we look at what Lakshmi is bringing... You know, she brings us worldly enjoyments because worldly enjoyments are important, just like beauty is important. It's important to have beauty around us. You know, it uplifts us. It it gives us a hint of the, the, the divine beauty that's beyond that, you know. So things in this world, prosperity, nourishment, love, affection, familiar relationships, these are all really important. And they, they are... Um, you know, they hint to a higher reality. But once you can experience that, then you can go further. But she teaches us really about the value of these things. You know, she teaches us the value of riches, for example. You know, if they go to your head and develop ego. Or if they, if they inspire you to help other people. If they inspire you to share, mm-hmm. to give, or to to create positive things in this world, to dharmic kinds of activities where you're making contributions and you're making beautiful things that will help the world, you know, then she's with you. But, you know, right. if, she, and also, if you also, with this, she teaches us about giving and receiving, you know, it's not just taking, like give it to me, you know, it's, she teaches us that to receive, first you have to give. And mm-hmm. that's really, you know, the mother is teaching us about that, you know, that true soul generosity to see another person and, you know, or anything, give first, you know, and that's, and then you will receive. And, you know, you're receiving now because you gave at another point in time. And so she's teaching us about that, not just about selfishly getting what we want and not thinking about the whole and, uh, that's, you know, she teaches us that by leaving, 
you know, mm-hmm. and and then learning learning the lesson of lack. Oh, she she disappeared from now. Money disappeared. Prosperity dis- disappeared. Why is that? Exactly, and it it, it is this possibility of creation you know you have to make an opening for something new to be created that's part of the issue is part of the part of the thing is that if you've got this tightly webbed creation there's no opening for new energy to enter and part of the mechanism of giving away first is to release that tightly held current version of things so that there can be an opening. And it doesn't have to be giving away of the money. It can be just giving away the blocks, the fears, the pain, giving up some negative habit that you have. It can be giving away of a whole bunch of different things that can lead to that opening for manifestation to enter. Mm-hmm. And we have so much to give even if we don't have money. You know, we can give our positive thoughts, we can give our prayers, our service, you know, there, we can give a lot. Just looking at somebody with love that you would have passed by in the street and never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Just saying a kind yes, exactly. word. Mm-hmm. They don't have mm-hmm. to be huge. Again, we can do these small things with great love, and they are offerings to the divine, for sure. Mm-hmm. And she definitely responds to that. You know, we're getting out of our own self and our own desires to, to think on someone else and to bring someone else happiness. You know, this is the role, if you think of a, a mother when she, in her home, really, she's trying to bring happiness to all her children, sacrificing to do that. and really that the more that we do that to take care of her children in whatever tiny way her energy is with us. You know, so that is also one way she teaches us about about wealth. You know, give, 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 and you will receive. And, you know, she does help us to recognize the sacred quality of in money. I mean, money is a Shakti. Money, people who have money access to money, the flow of money, they have that Shakti. It means they have been blessed by the Divine Mother. They've earned that in some way. They've earned her heart in some way. And when they use that money in a sacred way, meaning, you know, they allow it to flow and they don't obstruct its flow. They keep it going. They don't try to hoard it or plunder it or take it from someone else. You know, it's, it's, it's seeing the sacredness of that that energy and using it in the proper way. And she's teaching us that. Well, and that's true abundance, isn't it? It is really a scarcity mentality which believes that I have to hold on to my money. Mm-hmm. It is the abundance principle that says, let the money flow into the creation and more flows back to you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in this time now, we really do need material abundance. You know, this is, we do. And even, you know, there are a lot of people, there's a conflict spiritual people have about abundance because we don't want to get caught up in desires. We don't want to get caught up in unnecessary entanglements, which is good. But we also need to have uh, the ability to receive money, attract money, wealth, 
so that we can really do dharmic works on the earth. There's much to do and much prosperity is needed to do that. And, you know, so we need, we need her blessings. We need her energy. And there are ways that we can receive her energy. You know, we were talking about winning her heart. Obviously, the qualities that we've been talking about, living your life in that mm-hmm. way. And there are also other things that we can do. For example, uh, the Sri Chakra is a uh, yantra. And a yantra is a, soul, is a diagram of the soul. And it, everyone has their own as a yantra, it's there. It's everyone has their own logo. We could say each person, <laughs> everything in the creation has their own logo, and mother has hers. And you know how she manifests is, you know, she manifests through this yantra, through this form. She manifests the entire creation, and this this form of the Sri Chakra, this this form of her, really of her energy home, is worshipped. You know, in India. It's been worshipped since ancient times. They understood you can get it in a three-dimensional form, or it could be on a uh, just two-dimensional, drawn on copper or paper, or so on. Um, and you know, in India, they understand the woman, the um, Lakshmi's power to bless anything. So they put Sri chakras at the feet of the deities, all you know, in, in all the different temples and. And it's that is where you know like when people go to pray and ask the fulfillment of their desires, and it, it's through the energy of the Sri Chakra that the mother operates this creation, but also how she operates to fulfill your desire. So when you stand in front of one of an, a Sri Chakra, especially one that's been blessed, then you that's one way to connect to her energy and receive her energy to manifest what you need. So having a Sri Chakra in your home, learning to draw a Sri Chakra, or using a mantra, that is also an, it's a pin code to her to get her energy. And, you know, this is throughout history that, you know, all of the different saints and sages have been trying try to receive her energy because they know they need to receive her blessings for whatever it is in their life that they need, whether it's you know material sustenance or uh, even greater that spiritual sustenance, and she so the Sri Chakra is one very very important tool that you can use. And drawing that in your third eye during meditation is extremely powerful, and it is a bit of a complex yantra, but even just being able to draw the center point of that in the third eye during meditation can pull some of that energy very strongly to us. That's right, exactly. And when you have a very clear desire, and you can visualize that and be in a very a peaceful state of mind, you know, so then you're, you're basically when the mind is getting very, uh, very quiet, you're touching, you're reaching the soul through that. Really, it's a kind of, it's a quiet mind state. And when you can see the third, the, uh, the Sri Chakra in your third eye, that's how you can manifest using her, using her energy. And of course, you know, the clarity to know what it is that you want to create. Right. And, Again, those qualities know. of winning her heart need to be within you. Right, exactly. And, and you know, that your desires are, you come, when you have the clarity to know what are the soul desires, not mind desires, body desires, 
not that none of those are fulfilled, they can't be fulfilled, but they're based on what the soul wants and needs. And she always responds to that. And whatever the timing may be, sometimes it'll be immediate and sometimes it'll be whatever time it is. But knowing, you know, just looking at a Sri Chakra, knowing any person who looks in the Sri Chakra takes a picture of your soul and whatever your desire is. So that is already in the creation and it will manifest when the right time comes. Well, we only have about a minute left here today, Monica, and I know there is also another opportunity of Lakshmi Pujas that we should probably mention at this point in time. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, that because that's a very important one. That's a uh, sacred fire ceremony, particularly to Lakshmi and Abundance, and we do that here and their broadcast. You can join that uh, that fire puja and have the mother. You can offer coconut and have the mother bless whatever it is your desire is, and we um, you know offer prayers and offerings of uh, rice and ghee and flowers and and beautiful fragrances and mantras and do an incredibly beautiful and powerful process where we invoke her energy and we experience her energy. And it's in that process that she fulfills, you know, then she fulfills our desires. So uh, that is a very powerful way to connect her energy and to receive what we need from her. And we'll be listing that uh, on our blog talk radio, if you're interested in in, in uh, seeing about uh, Sri Chakra Yantras and also the Lakshmi Fire Pujas, we welcome you to join us and try that out and experience the Mother's energy that way. And until then, we wish you the blessings of Lakshmi and hope that you follow us on Blog Talk Radio as Divine Talk Radio. You have been listening to Divine Talk Radio. Heal, empower, and awaken. With your hosts from the Divine Lineage Healing Center in Laytonville, California. Namaste. Namaste.